You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Here it is, here it is, right now. Welcome. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut sh- your shame up. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rop and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What is up? Happy Monday to you. What are you doing? Uh, getting ready to sports. Me or too. non-sports, whatever you feel like, you know, dealer's choice. You want to get right into it? or <laughs> you know, Like a therapy sort of <laughs> therapy uh, sort of session. I think a lot of duck fan kind of licking some wounds. And it's the first time, really, uh, people being critical of uh, the Golden Boy. Yeah, I've heard from a lot of uh, duck fans this, <laughs> the last couple days. I just find it so laughable how quickly oh, yeah. people go from he can do no wrong to, oh, this is the worst thing in the world. Dude, everyone loves the super aggressive coach. Love it until it doesn't work out for you because someone falls down and then, you know. <laughs> oh, we're talking about that one? Like, I feel like that, I don't even think that's debatable, really. You're averaging. Why are you? Why would you punt there? You're averaging six and a half yards per carry. Who cares if it's yeah. your backup quarterback and or by not? By the way, your defense hasn't stopped him all game. Exactly. I so love it. Why would? Why would? That's a weird one to me. Like, if that's really where the criticism is, like, there's a lot of criticism to be, to go around here. Sure. But if that's where it is, I think that you know what that's fueled by, JC Babes. What? Uh, social media. Sure. That's people sitting on, not really knowing what to think, and then they sit on social media, and then they see somebody or a bunch of people griping about yeah. it, and then they're like, yeah, see ya, and then they pile on. It's well, like the, and it's, it's like the, what do you call it, the, like the herd mentality. You yeah, know? when you, because, a car's fine, and then you break out its window, and then 12 hours later, the thing's stripped down to the bones. Yeah, dude, it, like that, the fourth and one, that was a good go for it. Yeah, I agreed. And and Andy even said it after the game. He's like, "Dude, we've been averaging six yards per carry. Like, come on, man. What, what, what do you? And what the do guy you want? Slipped. He probably wouldn't have gotten one anyway. I I did the oh, slow mo. Oh, he would have gotten it because the UW guy would have whiffed him. I <laughs> can honestly tell you this. I've been watching football and paying attention to it for thirty years. Whoa, thirty years. Well, you're forty two. Forty two. What the hell were you doing for twelve years? Ah, <laughs> uh, when I was like eight. Uh, look, I was I was busy watching Randall Cunningham and thought the uniforms looked great. I've been paying attention to football for 30 years. I cannot remember a game where a team tackled so poorly and won as UW. They will go back and watch that game. I promise you. I've had these. They will watch that game film, and if they're being honest with themselves, someone will turn, probably one of the the linebackers or safeties, will turn to the other one in the meeting room and be like, how the hell did we win that? And they're going to be like, I don't know, but I God bless that guy that is it. Uh, I think it was Whittington that fell down, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. Witt- I I did the slow mo, you know, like the yeah, because they. I mean, they were obviously loading the ball. Like, they, I mean, it looked like the guy was toast. <laughs> what you think they were going to run the ball? Maybe. Well, but it's like it. It just looked like he was going to get buried, yes. even if he didn't fall. But I I tend to after my zabrutering of the film <laughs> at my house all weekend yeah. <laughs> back. 
into the and he did fall back into the left, back into the left. I saw a sliver to the right where <laughs> all you need is a yard, one yeah. yard, one yard. He would have gotten the yard. Well, and again, I am convinced that you dub with that science. They had two guys there. They would have run into each other and then just yeah. fallen down and Hell, then grabbed at an ankle. It was probably a touchdown. <laughs> probably. It's it's as bad a tackling job as you will ever see. So right. well, when, when you ask Dan Lanning, which one do you want to go with? Rely on your defense, no. which has to hurt being a defense. He's coming from being the coordinator of arguably the greatest defense we've seen in 30 years. And you're now in charge of a defense that, unfortunately, bless their hearts, Ryan Buckley's out there throwing for two and a quarter against him. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> hey, come he's, on, man. He's, Give Penix some credit. He's back there dropping dimes. Penix was slinging he's it. He's awesome. So I do not blame him for saying we are going to win this based on my offensive line. I don't. And even though there were injuries there, I, I do, I do I, not blame him saying we are going to do the one thing listen, that you cannot stop us. We're going to talk a lot about that game today probably. I was going to say I have a question for you guys about but, that situation, but if not, not if we're going to get into it a little bit later. Well, we have a lot to talk about that game. I really don't think that's that controversial. It shouldn't be. It really that's what I mean. Like that I just don't But it's who easy. thinks they should have punted. That's total total armchair second guessing. Yes. Well, I think there's a third option here that hasn't been discussed is why not use one of your timeouts with your quarterback yes. begging to get back yeah. in the game. Yes. You had two of them. Now yeah. that is a valid criticism. Yeah. And we'll ask Dan Lanning about that on Thursday. I haven't heard what he said about that, but Well, for my Nick was over there saying, "Hey, I'm ready to go." And then from my understanding, and, and if you watch happened. it, if you watch it, most of the time when then that stuff happens, you have to go get a medical staff right. to sit down with the coach and be like, hey, this is what's happening. It, it looks like Nick's came out of the tent, was retaped, and whatever else they do inside the, the tent. You know, not here to judge. <laughs> you do what you got to do in the tent. You got to prove yourself in the tent. You come back out, and next thing you know, he is literally grabbing Lanning by the arm when... They're getting ready to to run the play. I get in that sort of 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 realm there, where Lanning's like, you know what? I don't what what? I'm in the middle of something right here, and that I guess you can get into. Yeah. The, why didn't you just call timeout? Got to run a bad play. Leave the, me alone. To me, the timeout is there for that purpose to be able to say, hold on, I need to think this over. I've got to be, and I know you can use it to stop the clock and whatever else. But if you don't get it here, you're buried anyway. But I guess this is my point: is you're not thinking anything other than, of course, we're going right now. And yeah. then at the, I mean, it happened fairly quickly where Nix was on the sideline, and the the play is already in. They're lined up. They're getting ready to snap it. That's asking a lot in that moment for the coach to be like, what, my quarterback up to, to, to time out? It doesn't work that way. We all want to believe that this is easy because we're sitting on our couch being like, time out, time out, time out. It doesn't work like that in real time. And I just see where he looks at that and is like, dude, we are getting six and a half yards per carry. They have not stopped us all game. We're fine. Run the ball. We're going to get the first down, and then you know you can address it afterwards. And by the way, he fell down. He just he fell. You know, I also think they have a better chance of picking it up with Nick's in the game, even if Nick's isn't going to run it, just as a decoy. Like they're they're not going to all be keyed on Whittington, who's going to get buried even if he didn't. Sleep. Although at the same time, if you are dealing with a gimpy quarterback, are you putting yourself in a in a tougher spot where you've got you know you've got a guy back there playing on one ankle? You know, and granted, he came back in and, and, and you know tried to make the, the the final drive there. But you don't know, you don't know what's happening in that no, situation. I just, I just felt like the timeout is there to buy you the time, and and, and it could have been used there. I thought. All right, and, know I know, what? I know, it's not, it's not that simple. I get who that. cares? <laughs> well, I think some people care. Oh yeah, you're right. That being said, might want to guard a receiver like sometime, like yeah, 
Too late. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah it's too right. late. Yeah, was, they lost. <laughs> if you were if you were a fan of defensive football, like there's an old like codger on the couch who's just like, I want to see defense. That game probably made you vomit and just pass out because there was no defense played. Well, there's a little teaser for you. Yeah. Some hot sports talk. That's what we're gonna do today. That's what it sounds like when we talk sports. <laughs> right there. Sports. It's hot. Great weather day. It is a great weather day. It's crisp. Sunny. You know, I, I don't mind the cold sunshine. You give me cold sunshine, I'll take it all day. It's windy. Yeah. It feels like it feels like we had awesome, hot, cool summer. And then we got rain instantly. And now it was like a tease. We're like the new bend. And now it's fall. Yeah. So it, so fall didn't come, but it was like, well, we're going to give you a little winter tease, and now we're going to give you fall, and then winter will be back soon. Yeah. I don't, it's been dry for a while now. I, I love these sorts I love of days. the weather. Yes. I love the weather. This is fantastic. I love the weather. Put on a little hooded sweatshirt, maybe a well, stocking I mean, cap. I just, I'm, the only thing I love is that it's not raining. But, I mean, it's better than raining. So, <laughs> Isn't anything better than rain? Mm. Well, maybe not like a tornado, but, you know, non-catastrophic weather. I, I feel like as long as it's not raining, you really are not in a position to complain. Mm. Is rain the worst non-catastrophic yeah. weather? Hands down. What get, about really, really butt cold? I'll take butt cold all day. Like really cold. I'll, I don't mind it. I don't mind really hot. It's it's the rain. It's the dark, gloomy rain. Those days where you wake up here in the Northwest and it's just raining sideways and you look at the weather and you're like, it's going to rain like this for 12 more hours. There's going to be standing water everywhere. Traffic's going to be an absolute nightmare. And it just it's just depressing as hell. Whereas now if you wake up and it's butt cold, you're like, whatever, man. You bundle up. Go outside. It's it's fine. Feels good, like in that cold air into your lungs. Pretend like you're smoking a heater. It's a lot it less annoying in terms of the things you have to do to prepare for it. Exactly. It's not that bad. All right. Well, there's weather talk. I know you guys wanted that. Who's filling out their bingo card already? <laughs> it's half full. We got sports. We got duckies. We got weather. Someone say didn't uh, didn't someone offend Suka at a store or gym? No, not at all. That's usually uh, on the bingo card. Yeah. Opening segment on a Monday. I did see a lady today attempting to substitute rice for extra chicken and then was bothered when they wouldn't do her for or wouldn't do that. Whoa. And I thought that was a little like, don't we all realize you can't, you can't substitute side for main dish? No, you don't get the uh, carb out protein in. That's not the way that works. White rice? Why like, not? She's the customer. Of cost would be why not. Yeah, I just thought, and she was a little put out by it, and I didn't say anything. Well, upcharger. But, I mean, well, that's what they offered. Because they it comes with two rice, one mac salad. And she says, well, instead of rice, can I just get extra chicken? And I'm in the back like, really? You're just going to go, yeah, that steamed rice and that uh, chicken are the same cost. Yeah, no big deal. And the lady says, well, I'm not going to eat the rice, so I don't want to pay for it. And they're like, well... Okay, uh, we'll take five cents off. Yeah, it's like it's white rice. And then she goes, why can't I just get extra chicken? And she says, well, you can, but you'll be paying for like the little... They have like little side containers. She goes, I can just put one of those in there and it'll be like four bucks extra. And she's like, why is it extra? And I wanted to be like, we need to explain to you the difference between chicken and rice. One is significantly more expensive than the other. Do you really want to waste your time? <laughs> I didn't. And yeah. also, we need to explain to you the system. When you <laughs> ask for extra protein, it's extra money. This is how it goes. So she begrudgingly just took Yeah, the see, chicken. I'd give her the extra chicken, but then I'd charge her, you know, five <laughs> bucks or whatever. Oh, she'd let you have it. So that was the, that was the only, uh, you know, 
That's exciting. Yeah, no one was offended. I just was a little in the back, like, really? Like, who thinks that you can just trade that off? It doesn't work that way. It's always something out there. Come on, ma'am. In the world. Yeah. All right. Well, should we get to sports talk? Well, we kind of already did. All right. Should we get to the club? <laughs> yes. Hey, Duck fan, if you're feeling bad about yourself, realize to be a UCLA fan is way worse. Yeah. You lost to Arizona. They sure did. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Like, Oregon had all of their stuff lined up in front of them, and at least they still have a Pac-12 title to think about. UCLA, your hopes were dashed by Arizona. Yeah. Oregon's had their share of those, though, too. Sure. Down in Arizona. Stanford last year. Yeah. Arizona State game. Doesn't it feel like it's, it's always – it's it's not like – it's one thing if you lose to USC or UCLA or Oregon, yeah. Washington. But, boy, you have your season derailed by Stanford. Yeah, there's just no excuse. No. Because it doesn't seem like the real big boys of college football ever do that. No. You know? It's, like, that's the difference. And well, that's kind of why I thought TCU was going to go down against Texas. It it feels like when you get a team like TC, yeah, it was. It was ugly by the Hornies, but you found a way. The Horny Toads, the Horny Toads, still alive. You know when you when you're one of those teams and you you got like three games to go and you're like, oh my god, this this special season. It just feels more often than not that those three games, you know, somewhere along the, the way, someone's going to come and kneecap you, and like they, they call those the you know the witch of November. And sure enough, I'm watching that UCLA game and I'm like, they're going to lose this. They are going to lose to Arizona, and sure enough, there you go. I feel like he had Bobo there right at the end. Did you see that? Yeah. That was pretty close. Yeah. They almost pulled that thing out. Well, and those are most games like that, right? I mean, they even go in the NFL, right? Raiders and Colts. It hits the guy right in the hands. Oh, I didn't see that game. Yeah. It was ugly, but, you know, Jeff Saturday now is the greatest coach of all time. Because you you beat the lame-ass Raiders. Pull a guy from ESPN and he beats Josh McDaniels. Let's go. By the the way, the Colts were the ones that hired Josh McDaniels. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah, and then he said no. I was reminded of this yesterday. One of the talking heads, I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about that. So as the Colts sit and flex over uh, beating Josh McDaniels with some guy from ESPN, the Colts are the one that (laughs) hired Josh McDaniels, but they had to go get Frank Reich after McDaniels bailed on him. He said no. Josh was waiting for that perfect opportunity that is the lost... Vegas Raiders, that well, whole thing. You've suddenly reminded me that we've got a lot to talk about. There is. There it's is Monday. a lot of football. Big Monday show. Well, we're going to start with Oregon-Washington. That's the subject of our poll question. Be on the lookout for it on Twitter. I'm going to put it up right meow. That's next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, here's today's poll question. It is on Twitter at 1080thefan. As always, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Today we are asking you, what cost Oregon the most in the Washington game? Was it Washington and Penix, the Bo Nix injury, defense, or coaching slash decisions? I'm going to go a little bit of A, a little bit of B, a little bit of C, but if I have to point to one thing, it's Bo Nix. That's the point of a poll If Bo Nix doesn't get hurt, they win that game going away. I, I believe that. Okay. And Lanning said that they were going for it on the fourth and was it fourth and one, fourth and two when they kicked fourth it. Fourth and one. Fourth and one. They were going for that. Where and, the guy slipped, you mean? No, 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 no. Oh. This was the play. This was the drive beforehand. Oh. This was the 20 play death march yeah. that they were on, which, by the way, where they got nothing. As an old, where they got a field goal. Did they? Where, that was the one Bo Nix got. What am I missing? Well, so they, they, they went on the, the, the death march down there, right? And it was 20 plays, and then Nix gets hurt on like the 18th or 19th play, and it would have it was like fourth and one, fourth and two, and they just kicked a field goal oh, yeah. instead. All right. So that's that's the one that if Bo Nix doesn't get hurt there, I I think they pick up the first down, and that thing just marches into the end zone. And well, don't you think they pick up the first down if he's not hurt then on the next series? Probably, but. You and know, then they go I'm, down and maybe kick a field goal? I'm going with, if I had to pick one play, and by the way, I think it was a really smart play by the Washington defense. They had given you that look before where they spread you all out, right? And you got four down linemen, and it's an empty backfield, and it's basically just a numbers game. If there's a guy in the box, then they'll they'll do something else. If it's an empty box, then they just run that quarterback draw. And I really feel like Washington baited them into that. I feel like the Washington safety was lurking around the box but stayed away long enough, and the moment that ball was snapped, he was looking right at Knicks. Bo took one look at the defense, started running, and the safety came up from the first time all game. They made it an open field tackle. And in that play, they stopped them uh, for a fourth and one, fourth and two, and it got Knicks hurt. I thought that was the turning point in the game because when I was watching that drive as an offensive lineman, I was thinking to myself, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Right, games in doubt here, back and forth. Screw it. Watch this. We are just going to run the ball at you for ten minutes, and you are not going to be able to stop us one bit. And they just were just absolutely demoralizing Washington. And that one stop, right? If Bo Nix just makes a little wiggle there and picks up a first down, Washington's demoralized, and that thing just keeps on trucking. That was the play to me that turned everything around in that football game. And the thing, the other thing is, right before that was the snap that went over his head. If they were able to run a play that they'd wanted to run, maybe yeah. they they weren't in that position in the first place. I mean, obviously it all turned when when Bo got hit there. But that two play sequence, I think the forgotten play that they weren't able to do anything productive because of the fact that the snap went over his head. Yeah, that uh, was really hurt. Forsyth was either dealing with like a nerve thing or a separated shoulder or something. He was he, grabbing at that that right shoulder pec area. Yeah, and he was kind of playing with his hand. So again, that could be a stinger. It could be some numbness. But either way, that's the best center in America that was 
that was wonky. And by the way, your backup center, who's your starting guard, he was already out of the game. And so then you're on your third string center, who is still very capable, but then you go to another backup guard and, you know, maybe that had something to do with it too. But it's still, you know, if, if Winnington stays up, then, you know, we're, we're maybe not having this, this conversation. Well, that's the, the hard part about losses like that, right? Yeah. Is that when you lose like you did to Georgia, you just give Georgia the credit. Yeah. Right. They were better. But, well, see, I I feel like Washington was better, but when you but when a loss is close, even you know even though Washington deserves a ton of credit, just like or, or uh, Georgia deserves a ton of credit for beating Oregon, Washington does too. If the loss is close, it always it, the the other team gets dismissed, and it's about the mistakes you made that sure. you think cost you the game, like a high snap or the fumble on the one or the fourth and one slip. Or the illegal touching penalty. I mean, it, there are seven things yep. that you can point to that say if this goes goes differently, Oregon wins that game. But I, I think in the end, uh, they just they made too many mistakes. They know that. We all watch that. It yep. sucks, but it is what it is. I do think Michael Penix was awesome, and Washington I thought disrupted Oregon. I mean, even though they couldn't slow him down in the second half, I thought they did a couple things to disrupt Bo Nix early. Made him a little, you know, a little shiftier or a little, you know. Um, just uh, just disrupted him just enough. I thought they played good, and they have, that's a good coach. So I think, and I know it's hard to do this because it's their rival, but you got to give them a little credit. Sure. You shot yourself in the foot, but um, they played great. And your defense sucks. That's the other thing. Yeah. Or his I mean, defense just sucks. I mean, if you want, so you continually you continually get burned the whole game, but despite that, it's easy to just boil it down to one play or one injury or one call. It's kind of you know it's yeah. kind of a silly exercise, but this is what we do. Yeah, but if if you want to say to a larger extent, not one play, you're right. I mean, the defense. If you had to say what was the difference in the game, well, all those little minute things you were talking about, but but ultimately, you know, twenty six to thirty five for four hundred eight, right? I mean, and we knew that, right? We you, knew that you, matchup was not good. Yes, I was a little surprised that. Um, Boy, at times there was just no resistance, especially on third down. Um, well, no, the sixty-two yarder, the last one. There? Yeah, I mean, well, and and, and you can on, and you can say all you want that Ben Williams had a, a. That's that's an inexcusable play when you're in a cover two look like that, and you're throwing, you know, kind of the the turkey shot, or you're throwing in the hole be, between the corner and the safety. The safety has to have depth. He just has to, and and I get what Bennett was doing. He was gonna go make a gonna go make an interception. Boy, when when you have that responsibility and you undercut that ball, that is that's that's just bad. That is really bad. That's really bad defense. It's like a gambler putting money on the table he can't afford to lose. Yes, is, is what it felt like. Yes, you just you can't allow that to happen. And again, it's easier for me to sit up here and say, "Hey, in that moment, keep everything in front of you. Make them go down the field. No big chunk plays. You know, no momentum swingers." As opposed to a, he's sitting there and says, "I'm going to be the hero of this game. I'm going to go make the play," and he just undercut it. But the defense was bad all night. I mean, those, those that early drive they had it might have been the first one. UW converted like two or three third and nines. Like you, I mean, I, I, at, at some point you got to be able to cover someone on third and long. Like you put UW in in bad spots. Yeah, that first touchdown drive they had two pickups of third and nine or longer uh, that that really hurt early. You know, you just can't you can't do that and expect to win. And we thought maybe the the pass defense had gotten a little bit better and. The fact that you know they weren't, they haven't been burned a ton over the top. The last couple weeks, they've had a couple, but one of those was against backups. And not only were they bad on the underneath stuff, but they were bad over the top. And it just was a bad performance by, it was a bad performance by that secondary. And that has to be 
a bit maddening if you're Dan Lanning because, well, you are a defensive guy and you've watched the weakness of this team be the defense all year. And 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 this one, it, it finally came back and, and bit you in the ass. All right, what cost Oregon the most? Washington and Penix, the Knicks injury, the defense, or coaching slash decisions? Log on and vote on Twitter at 1080thefan. And as always, the only thing we ask here, because, well, we have balls. Yeah. Vote hard. Vote with passion. And I did. Did you? I Good. did. Let's you see, know, uh, let's see know, the results. Normally, is... I, f- I fence it a lot, but this one, I'm, I'm going back to the, the Bo Nicks. I thought that yeah. changed. The injury changed the, the entire course of that football game. See, I feel like, I feel like that one's not going to win, but this, this is one that I'm going to have to keep you posted on because I'm curious to yeah. see what most people think. It felt like that was the most definitive point in everything pre-injury you felt okay and everything post-injury you felt not okay, and yeah. therefore it's, it's well, kind of the injury. Key, key moments in the game happened when he was not in there, right. yeah. and he was only in there for a— or not in there for a sliver of time. But it goes to show you, like, when when you've got two bad defenses, and make no mistake about it, we had two bad defenses. Like, the the if you wanted to put on a clinic of bad tackling, I, I mean, that's a, yes, that's a... But no, 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 but punt! It's a master class. Yes, yes uh, but no, no, they should still punt. I mean, that... We're going to talk about... We need to talk about yeah, this next. Anyone that's bitching about anyone that. Anyone is saying, that is saying punt on that fourth and one, yeah. I think you're insane. I agree with you. But when you've got two bad defenses, right? And and they and Hewitt even said it. I think right before the the Sewell tip, and then the who is it? Uh, Bessa that had the interception, right? He said, "What defense is going to get a tip? What defense is going to make a play?" And then Pettix Jr. has the, the dumbest decision you've ever seen to throw that ball, and ends up being the pick. And you're like, "Okay, there's the bad defense making the play." Yep. But then they go down on that drive and. That safety, the long-haired number 20, the long-haired safety, Yeah, I bet you he himself had missed nine tackles. He was getting beat like a drum. And then in the open field, he recognizes the quarterback draw and comes up and makes a like the only real tackle he's had all night, and he puts an end to Bo Nix's night. Like that's And it was in- something that Bo Nix had put on tape earlier in the game. He yes, knew at that he time. He came it. screaming for him. It was a great defensive play. And so then you had another bad defender making a great play, and you're like, okay, well, there's two. And then Bennett Williams had his opportunity to make a, a bad, I'm not going to say a bad defender, but a guy had been playing a bad game to make a play, and he came up on his half a yard short. And, you know, their bad defense made one made one extra play than, than yours did. All right. Uh, more on this game coming up next. There's more to dis- discuss. And our college football weekend walnuts are lining lining up well. Should we uh, should we call it the, do you remember the cho-chop I do remember the Cho Cho. Remember that when you got Cho Chop? Like oh, yeah. Rich Cho. I remember Rich Cho. Well, that's what he would do to opposing GMs. <laughs> that's, that's right. When a deal was, because there was the Pritch slap, and then when he left, we're like, well, we need a new one, and we the came up with the, the Cho Chop. What about the Chip Choke? <laughs> that's bad. That was bad. That's a bad one. That's bad. Arizona? Arizona? A jetfish? Uh, but first, Buck has Sports Center. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, let's talk about the um, math on the fourth and one. Now, Nix is on the sideline, mm-hmm. and I do agree with Buck's criticism there, and that, that we'll just have to wait to talk to Dan Lanning on Thursday about how quickly all that was happening and could he have gotten Nix back in for that play. Because it sure looked like Nix came over right as the ball is getting yeah. ready to be snapped, grabs him on the arm, and, and it's almost like you just Lanning kind of looks at him and is like, well, I'm – you know, I, the I, timing was so tough. If it yes. had been twenty or thirty seconds earlier, I, I think maybe something different happens. And, and like I said, this is just from my experience. When that happens, when you go get checked out, usually what happens is you go back over and you tell your coach, "Hey, I'm fine." And then that coach usually has to then get the attention of a medical staff and be like, "Hey, are we really okay here?" And you kind of do a little consultation, and then you go back in. So the idea of having a guy who's been out, who the last time you saw could barely put any weight on it goes away, comes back, grabs you by the arm and says, I'm in. The idea that you're just throwing him in the game is ridiculous. The only thing you can say there is, in that moment, if you're thinking back on it, was it wise to maybe burn a timeout and then get a chance to think about it? But again, that is such a bang-bang, everything's going on. I get how that happens in the heat of the moment. So we'll talk to Lanning about all that Thursday. That's that's the I think that's the more interesting part of what went down there. As uh, opposed to the one on the 20-play drive where you... Well, I'm just saying, like, as opposed to just the play call. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know how many, and I'll ask him this, too, on Thursday, how much um, consideration went into punting. I'm going to guess he says not much. Yeah. Because, for, well, there's several reasons. One, you're averaging 6.3 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. You need one yard. One yard. And your defense was not getting any stops. No. Okay, so those that was not a field position game. Sometimes those games, you know, you get bad weather or you just get in those games where it's like, man, just play for field position. Let's get to overtime and switch this up, right? Yep. That was not that game. As a matter of fact, it was the opposite of that game. Anytime you need a one yard, one stinking yard, you almost always go for it and the numbers back it up. Well, and, and I get where it was out on the field and that's causing people to pucker, but welcome to the world of Dan Lanning and... This well, is... it was at the Oregon 34. So hold on. I, I, I oh. was going to tell you the numbers. The number, so, so even if you don't agree with just the sort of um, rationale, yeah. which seems to make sense to all of us here, the number for, going for it on fourth down is all about probabilities. There is always the percentage of worst-case scenario, right? And so anytime worst-case scenario happens, which it did in this instance because the guy slipped and fell, you're always going to get second guessers who are like, well, see, there was a 10% chance of that happening and I would not risk that. And, and you know, the reality is you're not, I mean, we can't, I can't say you're wrong yeah. because ultimately he did slip and fall. But it's all about probabilities and there's, a, there's all this stuff is online now 
and it makes it makes it kind of fun. Also, somewhat maddening to watch college football. But there is something called the college football fourth down bot, and I always go to it on on. And there's a, there's a good one in the NFL too. Always go to this on somewhat controversial decisions just to see what the probabilities say. They don't have any bias in the matter at all. It's all probabilities. Mm -hmm. And on that play, it said the recommendation was go for it. You have a plus 19% win percentage by going for it. As opposed to punting. Yes. So going for it, you you have a 66% chance of winning the game because your success rate on that play only needing a yard is 75%. You do have a 25% fail rate, right? Uh, punt, though, is you have now dropped your win percentage down to 47%. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because why would you t- go because from it failed. That's a, all. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's all second guessing. So well, Because if you fail, the winning kick is already on their kicker's foot without them having to do a thing. That's right. But again, you weren't stopping them at all. And the numbers say, doesn't mean, it, you know, you, you can just say the numbers are wrong, but okay, probabilities, 66% win percentage, go for it, yeah. 47% win percentage, punt. That was not a hard decision. Now, no. I, again, you can second guess it, I get it, it didn't work, and it's and that's why we're here. But fourth and one on your own 34, one yard, one yard, you should be able to pick that up when you're averaging 6.3 yards per carry, and it's not really close. And the other one is you punt the ball away with about a minute and a half left. Let's say it goes down to about the 30, and you're saying that you've got to stop them from going 50 yards in a minute and a half with timeouts. I'm not certain that that's They're necessarily that. a great one, too. So They hadn't been doing that. I think if your defense had been playing better, and, and this was a game that like with the USC-Oregon State game, I get it. I get being like, you know what? It's a tight game, boys. We're just going to kick this thing away. We're going to rely on our defense. And worst case scenario is we play for overtime. But when you haven't stopped a nosebleed and you just gave up the the big sixty yard touchdown on the on the previous drive on the uh, the undercut there by by Williams, I again, I'm going to sit up here and tell you that you're wrong for relying on your offense. You're rel- you're wrong for saying the group that's been getting six and a half yards. You have three guys, two backs and a quarterback that are all averaging more than six yards per carry. And you're going to tell me that you're wrong by putting it in their hands? I just, Buck, you were you seem I, I like disagree. a guy who believes that they should have punted. No, I don't think they should have punted. I think they should have called the timeout and got their quarterback back in there. That's okay. and and here's the other thing. And this comes up on the text line. I asked this on the post game show and and talked about it with some friends as well. At, outside of the binary punt or go for it, the play they called being in the shotgun. I mean, they've they've come up in goal line situations this year and snuck it. They've come up and put in extra linemen. I, I would have liked to, if everyone in the building knows they're running it, UW and the Ducks, why not bring in an extra lineman and go Wildcat with Bucky or Noah Whittington or something? I just, I don't know that, I, I, you can analyze the play now, which is different than analyzing go for it or don't go well, for it, but I just I just didn't like that it was Thompson, Whittington with two timeouts and Nick's begging to get back in. Yeah, and I, you know, again, that's one of those where it's, there's a lot of second guessing. It just opens itself up for that because. Yeah. But in that tight moment, it's impossible it. to say you can just. Well, easily make but, all those but the other time, thing is this is how they this is how they play and they're ramming it down their throats yeah. like to them it's like hey go fr- f- freaking put a hat on hat <laughs> yeah. and get the yard Whittington's got 20 carries for 108 yards he's he's doing just fine they didn't outthink through him now yeah. the 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 flip side of that is uh, somebody was texting me yesterday a big duck fan who was like I'm still mad about the the remember the fumble on the one yes okay so they're doing all this you know, weird stuff with the formation, and then he bobbles the snap and they fumble it, mm-hmm. right? 
what are they doing doing all this weird stuff with the you know it's like well this is what they do that i mean so that's the opposite of what buck was just saying it's like just hit turn around hand it to marshawn lynch and let him get in the end zone yeah. right yeah. well yes but again that's second guessing right it's like if that I don't know. That's just, this is just how they play. So we're always going to be critical after the fact, but we never give enough credit when they actually do it right 95% yeah. of the and time. And by the way, the fumble with all the shifting, it was still just a snap on the center. It was just a missed fumble. Yeah. I, I, but I felt like it was hurried because they're up against a delay game. Okay. As a center, I'm, I'm here to tell you that it doesn't matter whether I'm snapping the ball with two. It's it's a snap. Like, I'm at. Yeah, it's, all the it, bells and whistles don't really matter. Yeah, he still just bobbled the snap. He just bobbled the snap, whether that was on Foresight, whether it was on Knicks, whether it's now as a center, I'm going to say that's on Bo Nix. Are you kidding me? But any time... Oh, I would think so, too, but I was just thinking, is it rushed oh, because wow. they were getting back into formation late? It's, it's possible, but again, I, I don't know. This The right. I, the idea of a football game being played in these uh, sanitary conditions, right, where there's, there's no hurrying, there's no play clock winding down, there's no... That doesn't exist. Again, as a center and as a quarterback, we've had that exchange a thousand times. And whether I'm doing a bunch of shifting, the center isn't shifting, the quarterback isn't shifting, we're all sitting right there. And if I can't execute a snap and my quarterback can't take it, then it really doesn't matter what else is going on. At the fundamental of, of, of football is just basic things. And sometimes the fundamentals fail you. You know, you have those, but I'm, I'm, I just don't like when we cherry pick and we say, well, like what you were talking about. Well, all that didn't work, so now we're going to be mad at that. And now we're going to do our bread and butter, and, and that didn't work, so we're going to be mad at that. Why didn't you go too tight end? They go down on the goal line all the time and run that spread formation because it opens everything up, and they're phenomenal at running out of that. So it just you can't be pissed off at the results. You can be upset and say, I wish you would have done X, Y, Z letting up to it or leading up to it, like you said, with the timeout or all that. But when, when we get real, when we get real second guessy over, you know, a formation that you were in or a shift that you were in, I, 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 right. I think well, that's, that's real too. easy when you're not in the huddle and you're not at practice and you don't know well, what yeah, they've been working because on. Because it's one play that may have cost you the game. So yeah. it's super easy. That That's what I'm saying. It's like we always boil it down to these one little things. I think if if game uh, if in-game management and play calling or getting cued or whatever gets to be a continuous problem, that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, but it hasn't been. No. like that, that. That's actually been really, really good mm-hmm. compared to the previous regime. So that's where I think you're going to get some benefits of the doubt here for the coaching staff until, you know, maybe maybe they lose Dillingham. Sure. You know, maybe a new OC comes in and yeah, then these problems start to start to happen. But yeah. I just I just think I'd be more concerned with Tosh Lapoy and whatever the hell is going on with the yeah, defense because you've right. had nine weeks to figure it out and nothing's been figured out. Yeah. But when you this is the first time Oregon's been drug in deep water since Washington State, right? Like they're really oh, definitely. Ha- there hasn't been a close game. Now Washington State they got drug in deep water and they made all the right plays. Right, they made the big plays, and Washington State let them run down their leg, and they pulled that one out. But until you get drug into deep water, it, it games you know, coordinators look like geniuses. Right, everything's going smooth until you get into these games. Can we all agree that Nick Saban's pretty good? No, uh, I would agree. Yes, I'll fight you on that. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's always been his OCs, it's, man. It's, yeah, all Steve nine, Sarkeesian, all nine different ones. Lane Kiffin. So they've had a hell of a run. Uh, over the last 15 years. So Nick Saban has lost two games this year. Four of those have, have come down to the last play. 
They've won two of them. They beat Ole Miss on the last play, and they lost to LSU, and they lost to Tennessee on the last play of the game. So, again, there's an Alabama team that we all said at the beginning of the year was one of the two best teams in, in, in the country, and four times they got drug into deep water. Twice they've come through, and twice they haven't. And the only difference when we sit there and talk about Alabama when you're breaking down those games is, is one play, one separate play. And this is just the reality when you have close games. Every play, every play in a football game is not going to have an, an equal outcome, right, on, on the, the finale of it. But when you get down to these close games, it's usually three or four different plays, and the team that ends up having one of those go your way that's the team that gets to claim glory. Because well, we can sit here and say UW today is having a great day, but if if that fourth and one goes the other way, they're sitting around today not talking about how great Penix is. They're like, oh, my God. In the one situation that you were in that you couldn't throw an interception, you threw one of the worst interceptions ever, and then you're talking about the worst tackling situation of all time, but you're not today. And you're, and you're talking about giving up over 300 on the ground today. Yeah, but you're not. And today up in Seattle is a great day, and down at Autzen, down in Eugene, I would now say we're this, second-guessing yeah. everything. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and I, the second-guessing drives me crazy, but I, I do think that, and Lanning has said this a million times, you, you do have to be better at the details Yeah, because two or three games do come down to that every year. Yeah. And this is one. This is why. That's why this game was really frustrating. Yeah. Is that Washington played well? They deserve credit. But if you don't shoot yourselves in the foot so many times, you still win the game. Yep. And that's the frustrating part. It's like you know, coaches don't always have their uh, don't always have a great game. Even great coaches like Nick Saban sure. have bad games. That was not the best game for Dan Lanning no. and his staff. And no. they and they know that. Yep. But at the same time, wait for it to become a pattern before yep. we start criticizing it. It could just be a one-off because up until now they've been pretty damn good. Yeah, and and he won't talk about it because he 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 doesn't really get into X's and O's and he's not throwing anyone under the bus. But you know they came out in that game and they were playing a lot of shell covers. They're playing a lot of cover three, cover four, keep everything in front. And and UW was just picking them apart. <laughs> he just yeah, hey, you want third and nine? Great, run this little out. Oh, third and eleven, great, run this little dig in. I mean, it's just they were just slicing them and dicing them, and then they tried to get a little more aggressive with it. And they ended up getting beat over the top. I mean, it really felt like no matter what they were attempting to do on the defensive side of the ball, it wasn't working. So when you can't generate a pass rush and you can't play soft coverage to keep everything in front because you can't tackle anyone and you you can't rely on anyone getting the, the third and medium stops, and then you have to commit extra guys up to try to deal with that, and then you can't rely on the safeties in the back end to keep stuff in front of you on the big touchdown plays. I, I don't know what you do as the defense. <laughs> I know some people are like, well, that's you're, you're a defensive guy. Why isn't that you know why isn't that better? I'm just here to tell you, they're trying different stuff in, in the back half of their defense, and it ain't working. Multiple things were attempted against UW. It wasn't like they were sitting in one thing all day and was like, you're going to beat us on this. They tried multiple things, and none of it worked. Well, and and I, where you go with that, I, you need some better you need some better guys. In college football, though, you can win a lot of games with bad defense. Yes, you, you know, can. Teams do it. You just got to be better at those little things we were talking about, and you, and you, and you could have had this one. Our college football weekend walnuts coming up uh, down to uh, one playoff hopeful from the Pac-12, looks like. Just like that. It doesn't look like that. It is that. Just like that. <laughs> yes. And by the way, they're not going to get there either. Their defense will get them got. Our Trojis. Uh, that's uh, coming up. It is 351 on the fan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Talking about Oregon-Washington. Something we have yet to talk about before we get into our weekend walnuts. Um, was the guy 
Did we ever get a good look? Was he out of bounds? Illegal touching? Yeah, he was out. He was out? Yeah, it was 100%. Now, the only question was, was he forced out? And no, he wasn't. Uh, you know, they... I think it was Franklin, right? I think that was the one that went out. Correct. He said afterwards that 100% he was forced out. No, you weren't. We looked at it. The guy kind of had his ass there and was kind of boxing you out. It was a great job by the the, the corner to force him out. Um, but you could say that that was a, that was a judgment call. Dave Bartu uh, texted me. And, you know, he keeps track of these sorts of things because of all the little, you know, the, the, you know, the analytics of it. And he said that um, there were six defense judgment calls. Penalties. That would have been one of them, right? That's a that's a judgment call. Was he or was he not forced out? And he said that defensive judgment calls have a seventy three percent increase of a scoring drive. So if you have a defensive judgment penalty go against you, it increases the chances of that drive by seventy three percent getting points. And UW got six of those to Oregon's none in that game. And wow. again, not saying in so any the defense gets the call. The yes, they went against the defense. Or didn't well, that, go against. So you, when you dub was on, go for the off, or for the defense. So that's what I'm saying. When you, it, they're not, they're not just on one side. So that defensive judgment call, the one where Franklin went out, that went in UW's favor because yeah. they didn't throw the flag on the DB. They threw oh, it on right. the receiver. Yeah. yeah, I got you. So got all you. of those are 50-50 calls. That's why they call them judgment calls. And that one went against Oregon, as did five others. And so when you're talking about a game that's razor thin like that, those are the little weird details. So we, six of those, all there were six in the game, yes. all six went against Oregon. Went against Oregon. And they have a 73, one of them has a 73% chance. On score, on scoring drives. So if you... 73% chance of... Explain that part of it. Okay, so like if, if the Franklin call goes Oregon's way, They right? have a 73% better chance of, of scoring. scoring yes and wow. and vice versa because that went against oregon now they have a 73 percent less chance of scoring on that drive because it went u-dubs way hmm. so again when you're dealing with games that are this close little funky things yep. right because uh, go back to it that was the that same drive where there could have been a late hit out of bounds remember on the the other side i would say it was about maybe two or three plays beforehand and it didn't. That's again is a judgment call. Did the UW guy hit him out of bounds? Yeah. And it's, but was it worth a penalty or not? Well, they decided no, they're not going to throw that. There's another defensive judgment penalty that went against Oregon and in favor of UW. Little things like that in these games make differences. It's why, you know, when you get into these close games, we can all sit there and point to a handful of things and say, well, if this would have gone this way or that would have gone that way, that is in every single close game. And the ones this game, they, they went against you, and they, they went for UW. There were a lot of those. It was like the Bills-Vikings game. Yes. Right? Yeah. How many game-changing plays did we see at the end of that one? Well, and and we'll get into that one, but I just mean the, it's just it was just one of those games where there's a lot of little things you can point to. The Jefferson catch, right? Like. Where have you seen anything like that? Oh, wait, we saw it at UW, Oregon. We saw one-hand reception that got ripped away from your best and biggest defensive back. I think it was what, uh, was that McMillan that made the play? Yeah, I think it was. That's, that is as, it is as good a play as you will ever receive a, a receiver make. It is insane. And the fact that that ball never touched the ground, that was just, that's, just, that's an insane 50-50 ball that ended up going UW's way. And that's what I'm saying. It just felt like, for whatever reason, the football gods were smiling on UW um, that particular day, and those those close 50-50 ones went 
UW's way. So a lot of people texting in, just got to buy a better defense. NIL, baby. Let's go. More <laughs> yeah. hand-in-the-dirt studs. Got to get some Armsteads and Buckners back in here. Well, and, and let's be honest. That's a big part of it. They don't have a D-line. Well, that's, just, what I, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Like yeah, they, they, don't. they don't like everybody's going to blame the secondary, but they need more dogs up front. Yes, and they they've had them in the past. It's yeah. not as if they haven't had guys like this. It's just they're not here right now. No, and you lost Kayvon Thibodeau last you, year. You don't have a stud that can that can win one on ones and close out games. And your secondary is bad. It is, and so people were asking, are their linebackers overrated? That's a two, it's a two pronger. Against the run, no, I, they're not. You have two, well, especially one, but you have two backs that are very physical downhill attacking linebackers. They're not great in space. They're just not. And when I look at Noah Sewell, who is supremely talented, I think he's a two-down linebacker. I don't think he's a third-down guy. I don't necessarily think you can put him in coverage at the next level. And so are they overrated? No, I don't think so. They're just... They're they're not as dynamic as some people wanted them to be in in that one aspect. So in in one aspect, overrated. Yes, against the run, absolutely not. Now we get Oregon Utah uh, seven thirty kick. Thanks Obama, appreciate that. <laughs> the hell, your boy over here is gonna have a midnight yeah. post game show. Bucks po- Bucks on the post game. If you guys don't know, yeah, it's at least midnight, right? Those games I mean, are four hours. Those, I mean, it's after the game, and then the network with like Jerry and Georgie, they do a post game before we get to do the post yeah, game. About so midnight. They usually keep it tight on those late ones, but uh, yeah, we're gonna be here till about two a.m. Good times. Boy, those are rough. Those are rough. I have tickets. Join us. I was gonna go to the game, and now I'm not. I'm like that's <laughs> way too late. Hell, I'll be in, asleep by eight. I'll tell you what. If you've ever been to one of those, when you finally get out of the stadium and it's an hour and a half after the game, and maybe you're on the freeway if you're lucky, and you look at the clock, and then you just see the slug going down I-5, there will be the thought of, why the hell did we go to this? Well, I think that's those are hotel nights. Yeah. If they if you can get 100% the are. We, we have one friend uh, who now has like an Airstream or, or a trailer that they bring down there, and so a couple people will split the cost of a hotel, and my group of friends and a couple just sleep in the trailer. Love that. All right, well, uh, enough about that game. Who cares about that game? I like a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about my bees? Uh, your bees yeah. dominating another bad team. Well, they got people fired on this one. They did. <laughs> um, and our weekend walnuts. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about still outside of Oregon, Washington. We'll do that. Uh, we'll start doing that next. It's 402 on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 